acknowledged and ready to proceed, firm. Looking forward to an engaging conversation on the Real Firm podcast. I'll await your cue to start. Real Firm is the realest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Firm podcast. This week, it's a bit of a solo one again, and well, we've only done it once before, and it's kind of not solo. There's a special technological artificial guest. Uh, if you're just listening, check it out on youtube.com slash at real firm. If you're just watching here on YouTube, these are all available audio only on all the audio platforms. So I'm bringing back the chat GPT situation. Uh, last time I tried it out, had some, it was a bit of an experimental situation, obviously, engineered a prompt to have it act as a podcast co-host didn't go as great as i'd hoped however uh it's not meant for this so it's understandable this time i've kind of i'm going to use it more of as a consultant instead of having it hear everything i say i'm going to uh, talk to it when I need to, and then riff off of what it's uh, giving me, because uh, I'm not much of a. I, it's I find it hard to do what I'm doing right now, so solo, just talking and have a discussion to um, people on the other you, <laughs> hi, on the other side of the camera or microphone, ear headphones. And uh, something that can at least talk to me back and give me things to, to bounce a sounding board. That's what it kind of is. So I'm trying it again this week because uh, I just didn't been, haven't had the time to record more episodes with more people. Um, so <laughs> this is what's happening. So uh, I'm going to introduce our guest the great and powerful ChatGPT, and we'll talk about some more music stuff mainly, and then some other things. I have a couple, uh, you know, uh, objectives, uh, features of conversation, whatever you want to call it. So um, we'll figure that out. Last time we talked about some, uh, well, actually, uh, I think we'll ask. ChatGPT uh, about it because I in the prompt I reminded her of our discussion. So let's bring on our great guest, ChatGPT. You are on the Real Firm podcast. Welcome back. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic, firm. It's great to be back on the Real Firm podcast and dive into some stimulating discussions with you. Thanks for having me again. What's first on the agenda today? Uh, well, first off, I'd like to, uh, if you remember our previous conversation on your first appearance, uh, you want to talk about that real quick? Absolutely. I remember our previous chat quite well. We delved into the evolving landscape of music, discussing how technology and social media have been reshaping the way artists create and share their work. It's fascinating to see the ongoing fusion of various art forms and technology. 
We also wrapped up with that fun octopus fact, they have three hearts and blue blood, which is pretty mind-blowing. It's always a pleasure to mix in some science with our talk of the arts. What's on your mind for today's conversation? Okay, so that's actually surprising, very surprising to me. I'm not talking to her, by the way. I pushed the talk situation. Uh, I did not expect... So this... If you know how ChatGPT works, um, you when, when you're in a certain chat, uh, usually it only remembers what was in that chat. And when you start a new chat, which I've done, obviously, for this, it doesn't remember, but maybe there's an update. I don't know. I've never, I've never um, experienced this. There must be been some kind of update or I was aware of unaware that this was possible it I did put into the prompt um like uh we talked about I basically said on our first episode we talked about music trends and an octopus fact that's all I put in it and it pretty it remembered everything uh pretty very detailed and so it's accessing stuff that was talked about in the previous 30 days, I guess, which is a new feature to me. Okay, a little sidetrack. Let's get back to the guest. So um, let's start off with... Uh, I have an interesting question. Let's see what she comes up with here. So what's on your mind for today's conversation? Yes, yeah, so could you uh, predict a new music trend in the future? Predicting music trends is always a bit like reading tea leaves, but one trend that seems to be on the horizon is the increasing use of artificial intelligence in music creation. Of course. We're seeing AI not just as a tool for composition, but also in personalized live performances, where the music could adapt in real time to the audience's reactions. Additionally, there's a growing nostalgia wave, where we're seeing a resurgence of vinyl and retro aesthetics in music and music videos. Mm -hmm. This could signal a blending of the old and the new, where futuristic sounds are packaged in a vintage wrapper. Also, with the rise of global connectivity, cross-genre and cross-cultural collaborations could become more prevalent, giving us fresh and unexpected fusions of styles. What's your take on these possibilities? Yeah, the, that makes sense. I feel like maybe things are, there's so much new stuff, everybody's so used to everything and everything's been done that we're reverting back to the past and to make to make things fresh again. Uh, would you agree? Absolutely. There's a cyclic nature to trends where what was once old often becomes new again. This retrofuturism is a compelling way to create a sense of novelty and familiarity simultaneously. By reaching back into the past, artists can bring forward elements that resonate on a deeper level with audiences who yearn for a sense of nostalgia. At the same time, they're innovating on those elements to create something that feels fresh and exciting. It's a blend that honors the past while propelling us into the future. It's a potent way to connect with listeners across different generations. Wow, this uh, retrofuturism, that's a nice, uh, it's its too smart. I, I feel like it's already predicting, uh, it's like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, let's see, where else can we go with this? Um, 
I have another. I've I've written some kind of pre uh, some ideas to keep up with. So uh, let's go with this here. Do you think there are too many diverse sounds known as micro genres for any one to become mainstream? Like hip hop was the latest boom in popular music. Do you think there will ever be a new boom by a particular style slash genre? Or has culture already been so intertwined by the internet that nothing sounds new enough to consumers? The proliferation of microgenres does present a fascinating challenge for the emergence of a dominant musical movement like rock and roll or hip-hop in past decades. The internet and streaming services have democratized music consumption, allowing niche sounds to flourish without needing to appeal to a mainstream audience. This could mean that instead of a single genre boom, we may see multiple microgenre explosions happening simultaneously, each within its own community. However, cultural moments can still galvanize around a particular sound or artist that breaks through the noise. Virality plays a huge role in this. Sometimes it's less about the novelty of the sound and more about the cultural context or the narrative around the music. So while it may seem that everything has been done, there's always room for innovation. A new sound or a genre that can resonate on a universal level and capture the zeitgeist could indeed become the next big boom. Do you have any predictions as to what specific genre could be the next big thing? Or is it just so diluted that it will always be micro genres and micro audiences and there will never be another big wave of a brand new sound? While pinpointing the next big genre can be elusive, some signs suggest we might see a rise in genres that blend high-tech with high-touch elements. For example, genres like hyperpop, which fuse catchy pop sensibilities with distorted, electronic production, are that. gaining traction. There's also a growing interest in global sounds, with genres like Afrobeats and K-pop making significant international impact, suggesting a more multicultural mainstream sound could be on the horizon. Very true. Moreover, with virtual reality and gaming platforms becoming increasingly popular, we might see a genre that's born for meant for these digital landscapes, much like how video game soundtracks have grown into their own niche. These genres could become the soundtrack for virtual experiences, crossing over into mainstream popularity due to their association with widely used platforms. So, while microgenres will continue to thrive, creating a diverse and rich tapestry of music, the potential for a new, all-encompassing wave of sound is always present, especially one that resonates with the technological and social zeitgeist. Wow, that that's super... The way that she describes... <laughs> I love how I'm calling her it. She... She... Uh, <laughs> she literally, like... It's so funny how all of almost everything that she I can't get over okay she it's she it's fine she's talking about so many things that I've been seeing we've been seeing if you tune into upcoming artists radio live Monday Wednesday and Friday hyper pop K pop all of these things I'm hearing and then the video game stuff. It's, I don't know if it's listening to me and it knows my streams at this point, or that's, uh, well, no, it's, it would make more sense that it's just uh, exactly what is happening and I'm getting a sample of it uh, within the community. So, 
Wow, this is uh, very insightful. Um, all right, well, uh, let's uh, let's switch it up here. I have another topic, which we kind of briefly discussed the last time I had her on. Um, the whole short song thing. Let's see here. Let's uh, bre uh, slightly switch topics. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. I'm ready to switch gears. What's the next topic you'd like to explore? Still on the music topic, but a different direction. As our media consumption culture becomes more and more bite-sized and clip-focused, particularly in the younger generation, I am beginning to notice a significant trend towards shorter songs in the underground community. Do you think this will be the future of music consumption with the TikTok song phenomenon becoming so prevalent? The trend towards shorter songs does seem to align with the broader shift in media consumption towards quick, digestible content. Platforms like TikTok have contributed to this by rewarding shorter, more immediate pieces of content that can quickly capture an audience's attention. This bite-sized format caters to shorter attention spans and the on-the-go lifestyle of many consumers. Looking ahead, it's likely that the trend of shorter songs might persist, especially as artists and labels aim to maximize engagement on social media platforms where the next viral hit could be just a 15-second clip away. However, this doesn't necessarily spell the end for longer-form content. Albums and extended plays still have their place for in-depth storytelling and musical exploration, particularly for listeners who crave a deeper connection to the music. The future of music consumption may very well be a coexistence of both. Short songs for the viral, quick-hit culture, and longer tracks for those moments when listeners want to immerse themselves fully in an artist's work. I'm very much in agreement with you there, but I fear that the balance may become a little shifted in the quick uh, viral culture more so, and maybe kind of phasing out the long form would become more of a niche That's a valid concern, and the industry does seem to be leaning towards what's more immediately lucrative, which, at the moment, is the quick-hit viral content. If the trend continues, long-form music could become less of a mainstream staple and more of a specialized format for devoted listeners who seek out that deeper experience. However, throughout history, we've seen that when one form of media becomes dominant, there's often a counter-movement that arises in response. If long-form music does become a niche, it may also gain a new kind of prestige and dedicated following, much like vinyl records have. In essence, there will likely always be a place for long-form content as a means of artistic expression and for the community of listeners who prioritize the album experience. The key for artists and the industry will be to find a balance that honors both the quick engagement of viral hits and the enduring value of in-depth musical journeys. I love where you're going with that. Uh, do you have anything to add before I kind of switch it up a little bit? Just a quick thought to add. Sure. The beauty of music is its diversity and adaptability. As trends ebb and flow, the core of music as a form of expression remains constant. 
Artists have always been, and will continue to be, inventive in finding ways to connect with their audience, whether through a 15-second clip or an hour-long album. It's this innovation that will keep the landscape of music exciting and unpredictable. Now, I'm all set for the next topic whenever you are. All right. Well, that was that was once again very insightful. What a, what a great guest we have on today, uh, this week here. Um, yeah, I have a couple notes here. It's like, I mean, I I worry. I've heard a lot, some people concern about. Well, I don't want to be uh, a one-hit wonder kind of thing, and one-hit wonders, of course, have always existed since the inception of the music industry and telecommunications and whatnot but it seems like that is becoming more prevalent because the tiktok hits the tiktok songs trends and then the next one comes and then uh, they all everyone forgets about the one before maybe there's a few people that tack on and become a fan and it grows a fan base but it's it's like it, it seems like it's becoming harder and harder for people to, uh, for artists to um, get, gather a, a loyal fan base because there's so many things being thrown at them that are so catchy and attention grabbing that they forget about the one before. It's it's like a bunch of songs are like a bunch of Big Macs now. Everyone's trying to gobble up oh so delicious oh the next one i need the next call oh, so delicious nobody's ready for the, the the 10 course nobody wants to sit down for the 10 course luxury meal anymore ah come on but as our wonderful guest has stated um she says there will always be a demand and a and a resurgence like the vinyl records and the nostalgia retro wave I like it, but that was more in terms of the sound, but I don't know. It's a, it's a wild, wild thing. Um, let's see, what else uh, What else did I say? Yeah, yin and yang, it's the balance. You got the social media, it's way easier to get attention and to get discovered, but the downside is it's a lot easier to lose that attention. So, we just got to... Ride with the times, ride the culture waves, I guess. Glad I'm not pursuing a career in music uh, recording. Uh, good luck to you guys figuring this out. I, I'll try to help as much as I can. Uh, of course, with our lovely guest, Miss ChatGPT. Um, uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, yes, so here, here's the next. Uh, this is delving in more into the depth of this discussion. Do you think people's attention spans are actually becoming shorter on a fundamental level? And if so, do you think this will actually push long-form content such as movies and TV series to the marginal sector, allowing for platforms such as TikTok to be the main form of media consumption in the future? It's a common perception that attention spans are decreasing, especially with the proliferation of short-form content platforms like TikTok. However, the success of long-form content on streaming services like Netflix and the popularity of extensive video games suggest that people are still very much engaged with longer narratives when they point. offer value or an immersive experience. Video games. The key factor is choice. 
Consumers now have more options than ever and can tailor their media consumption to fit their mood, context, and time constraints. This doesn't necessarily mean that long-form content will become marginal but rather that the landscape will be more competitive. Both short-form and long-form media will need to adapt and perhaps even merge in some ways to capture the fragmented attention of the audience. For instance, we might see more hybrid models, like series made up of short episodes, or movies released in segments that can be consumed bit by bit. The future likely holds a more nuanced media landscape where the main form of consumption is not dictated by length but by the quality of engagement and the flexibility offered to the consumer. What a what a highly intelligent, balanced guest we have. I mean, I I couldn't ask for a better guest. Uh, for real though, the I, once she said video games, I was like, oh yeah, people, it's it's the addictive nature. You get locked into it. But how can you make music so addicting as a video game or a movie? Oh, that's a little more of a rabbit hole to go down that, that I don't want to right now. Oh man, I had so many thoughts. It's 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 such an unnatural thing to have a computer talk at you and then not be able to say, "Hold on, let me respond real quick." That's when these kind of podcasts will really take off. When that tech, when ChatGPT can be really uh, just like a straight-up person you can talk to, without stopping, starting uh, that kind of thing. Oh man, I wish I remembered all the th- all the thoughts that popped into my head. But um, yeah, hybrid models. This yeah, a lot a lot of stuff going on there. But yeah. It's just competitive. It's the market. the The market will uh, dictate our future, because follow the money trail, as they say. All right. Well, um, there's one more. Uh, well, there's a couple more things I could add here. Um, let's see. Is uh, just we can go back into music here. Here's a just real pit. I'm going to pivot hard back into a musical topic. Are you ready? Might as well ask. Absolutely. I'm all tuned up for a musical pivot. Go ahead, firm. Tuned up. Nice pun there. Okay. Um, what is the psychological understanding of why certain combinations of tones and harmonies of sound frequencies invoke such strong feelings in humans, whether positive or negative? The psychological response to music is deeply rooted in human biology and culture. Our brains are wired to recognize one. patterns, and music is fundamentally about patterns of sound. I told her not to do it that when long. When we hear certain combinations of tones and harmonies, our brains process these patterns and often associate them with emotions, memories, or physiological responses. Uh, no shit. One theory is that music mimics the prosody of human speech, the rise and fall of the voice, which can convey emotion even without words. Harmony and melody can similarly rise and fall, creating tension and release, which can elicit an emotional response. Sure. Moreover, some harmonies and frequencies resonate with the natural frequencies of the body, which can have a physical effect, such as chills or a racing heartbeat. Physiology, I should have Culturally, we are also conditioned to associate certain musical structures with specific feelings. For instance, a minor key might be associated with sadness or melancholy in Western music, whereas other cultures might not have the same association. 
It's a complex interplay between our biological makeup, our individual experiences with music, and the cultural context in which we understand it. I'm going to respond directly. Very interesting. Thank you for that. I was actually more interested in the physiological, um, acoustic physics of it all combined with the neurology, which you kind of touched on. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Certainly. From an acoustic physics perspective, music is composed of sound waves, which are variations in air pressure that our ears detect and our brains oh, interpret. I set off a bomb. Different frequencies and the way they combine can have distinct effects on the human nervous system. For example, consonant intervals, like octaves and perfect fifths, are frequencies that have simple mathematical ratios, leading mm -hmm. to sound waves that align periodically, which tends to be perceived as pleasant or stable. Dissonant oh. intervals, with more complex ratios, can create wave interactions that the brain finds stimulating right, or tense. Right. Neurologically, music activates a wide network within the brain, including areas responsible for emotion, memory, and motor function. The neurotransmitter dopamine is released during pleasurable music experiences, music similar to the response to food or sex. This release can occur both in anticipation of a peak musical moment and during the experience of it, which can explain the strong emotional reactions. Furthermore, the brain's mirror neurons might play a role in how we experience music. Mirror neurons? They activate not only when we perform an action, but also when we observe oh. someone else doing it, or even when we hear sounds associated with it. This could be part of why music can make us want to dance or why we empathize with the emotions conveyed in a song. The interplay between the physical properties of sound and our biological and neurological makeup creates the rich, emotional tapestry of musical experience. Wow, this is this is great. I'm actually quite. I'm talking, to, not to the. I don't. I didn't need to say that. Anyway, this is. This is getting good now. Uh, for the sake of time limit and the attention span of you. Idiots. I'm just kidding. Let's <laughs> try to make a joke. That was bad taste. Um, but a little callback. Uh, for the sake of time, though, uh, I, 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 I'm in, instinctually wanting to keep asking questions. But it'll. This will end up being really long if I could, if I did. But uh, this is uh, good for future potential of this for of this podcast format, especially as I was saying before. When it becomes more conversational, this ChatGPT uh, large language model that can speak is the best podcast guest ever. It's so well in terms of information, at least, not much of a emotional human uh, relatability, but the the knowledge and the evoking of uh, questions and rhetoric that I could just keep going on. I did put in the prompts to be as brief as possible and not put four paragraphs out at once but uh, I guess it's still it's going to take time but this is this is uh, really stirring up an excitement in me but once again for the sake of time we're going to start to wrap it up here um, it's going better than I anticipated this time let's see uh, so that was my last main question how about uh, we'll do uh, we'll do one more music thing here. Uh, let me respond to her. I feel bad at ignoring. 
That is fascinating. Thank you for the very informative response about neurology and especially the dissonant intervals and that all that good stuff. You're very welcome. I'm glad you found the information interesting. <laughs> the intersection of music, physics, and neurology is a rich field that offers endless insights Stick. into how we experience the world around us. It's especially relevant for musicians and listeners alike who want to understand the profound impact music can have on us, both emotionally and physically. If there's anything more you'd like to explore or any other topic you want to pivot to, feel free to lead the way. How about a random fact about music? Sure. Did you know that the world's earliest known musical instruments are flutes made from bird bone and mammoth ivory? I did not. These have been found in the Swabian Jura region of present-day Germany and are estimated to be about 40,000 years old. This discovery suggests that music could have been a part of human life since the very beginning of modern humanity, playing a role in the social and cultural practices of early humans. It's a testament to music's deep roots in human history and its universal language that transcends time. So, 40,000 years old, I thought, uh, or rather, when is the earliest known recording of complex human civilization? The earliest known complex human civilizations are generally considered to have arisen around 6,000 years ago. The Sumerian civilization in Mesopotamia, which began around 4,000 to 3,000 BCE, is often 40, cited 000. as one of the first. These early civilizations are where we see the first um, evidence of writing, urban development, and the formation of states. So, the flutes from the Swabian Jura region predate the emergence of these civilizations by tens of thousands of years. Yeah. This implies that music was already a developed aspect of human culture long before the advent of what we traditionally consider the hallmarks of civilization, like oh, written language and complex social structures. Complex wasn't the right term. It speaks to music's fundamental role in the social and ritual lives of humans, even before recorded history as we know it. Absolutely fascinating. So, uh question that's more specific. When is the earliest rec record of our current species Homo sapiens sapien? The earliest fossils of anatomically modern humans, Homo sapiens sapiens, date back to about 300,000 years ago. Ah, that makes sense. These were discovered in Morocco and represent the oldest known remains of our own subspecies, suggesting that we began to appear in Africa around that time. This is significant because it pushes back the date of the emergence so of Homo sapiens by about 100,000 years from the previous fossils known. This early appearance of Homo sapiens sapiens marks the beginning of a species that would become capable of creating complex tools, engaging in symbolic art and music, and eventually forming the civilizations we're familiar with in historical times. The cognitive abilities that would allow for the creation of music were likely present from these earliest points in our species' history. That is absolutely amazing. What a special guest this week. Uh, so, damn, 40,000 years ago, earliest finding of musical instrument, a flute. 
300,000 years ago, Homo sapiens sapiens. So 260,000 years in, started making musical instruments. That's pretty sweet. Wow. I don't know what else to say at this point. This has been a solid episode, though. I have to wrap it up now, especially since I'm recording this right as I'm uh, about to edit it and schedule it for audio upload, so I don't have much time left. Let's do a nice wrap-it-up situation. I'm going to prompt... Why am I saying this? I should be talking to my guest. Thank you for your amazing responses today. Give us a brief summary in conclusion about our conversation on this week's episode of the Real Firm Podcast. It's been a pleasure diving into these topics with you on the Real Firm Podcast. Today, we navigated the ever-changing tides of the music industry, discussing the potential for new music trends amidst a sea of microgenres and the intriguing interplay between nostalgic influences and innovative sounds. We pondered whether the rise of bite-sized media might herald a shift in how music is consumed, yet recognized that there's still a passionate audience for long-form artistry. Our conversation took a deeper turn into the psychological and physiological aspects of music, touching on how certain tones and harmonies can profoundly affect us. We wrapped up with a look into music's ancient origins, reminding us of its enduring place in the human experience. This journey through music's past, present, and future has been both enlightening and thought-provoking, highlighting its timeless resonance and the ways it continues to evolve and touch our lives. Thank you for tuning in, and stay tuned for more engaging conversations here on The Real Firm Podcast. You heard it from her, Miss ChatGPT, our wonderful guest. Thank you so much, ChatGPT, for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure. The pleasure was all mine, Firm. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's always a delight to discuss such rich topics with you. Wishing you and all your listeners the best until next time. Keep the music playing and the conversations flowing. Hell yeah. Well, that'll be it. And I'll be uh, using the rest of this ChatGPT thread to get all of the best tags and hashtags and all that. What a great tool. Highly recommend it for all your content creation needs and thank you for listening and or watching this episode episode 26 a very lucky number here's to many more like hit the like button leave a comment about the topics or anything or any about anybody and if you're listening on the platforms or if you're not go on the platforms listen and rate and review and all that good stuff see you next time have a good one peace